a good morning, a good Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas told us, Tov Shin Pei Aleph, we're in the month of Kislev. And we hope that we'll be able to be Mahana the Olam with some different Torah, some different Chizuk, and some stories as we usually try to do. And um, first we're going to start off with a quick Vart, a quick Vart, which is a famous Vart. Parshas told us itself is a jam-packed with not only history, but with the life of the Jewish people with the, the birth of two of the children of Yitzchak, which are Esav and, and, and Esav, or Yitzchak, or Yaakov and Esav. Esav and Yaakov, because crushed is who, who really was born the first. We could look at it in such a way. But the main thing is, the most important one by us is Yaakov, and Esav is secondary. There's an interesting Balaturim, and I saw now that the Chidah also brings it down, the connection between last week's parish and Parshish Chayasarov. Where the last words of the Torah are the words Alpnei Kol Echov Nafal. And it's speaking about the children of Yishmael. Because it says, Ve'ehu told us Yishmael ben Avram. And it says, Alpnei Kol Echov Nafal. So the Balaturim points out that there's a remez over here and a connection to the parish of Ve'ehu told us. It's coming to teach us that when Yishmael, La'asid Lavai, when the nation of Ishmael will fall, Ba'achir Sayyamin, Yitzmach ben David, then David will come and will burst forth. Shuhumi told us Yitzchak. And that's why there's a connection between the ending of last week's parasha, which speaks about the children of Yishmael, which are called Nafal, they're called fallen. And then we go right away into the Eile told us Yitzchak ben Avram. These are the told us Yitzchak ben Avram. And to Remez, that these are going to be the told us which are going to have everlasting ability. Netzach Nitzachim. Chida adds on a very, very interesting word. He says, we find that by uh, Gerus, that it's, it seems, that, I don't know if it's a Divri Chazal, but it seems to be a Dover Pashut, that from Yishma'elim, from the Arabs, we don't see Gerim. And while by the Christianity, Esav, which represents the Umas HaOlam, we do see Gerim. So he says it's because of this particular point, because by Yishma'el it says the Lushen of Nafal, they fall, they don't have an ability to be able to stand up. And the reason is because there aren't any game that come from them. But by Esav, it doesn't say the Lashon of Nafal. They fall into the category of Eila told us Yitzchak ben Avram. Avram Hoylet is Yitzchak. And it says that Yitzchak had two children, and one of them is Esav. Why is one of them Esav? Because Esav also has a ability to stand. And that's the reason why when it says the word told us, the told us is chaser. It doesn't have it with the vav; it's without the vav. Why? Because the the, uh, the the double told us. It means it only has one told us. It doesn't have a, a two vavs. The answer is because Esav is a miyat shibemiyat that are So therefore, there are only a certain amount that are megayer, but really the majority of them are not megayer. But here we see that there's a connection between the ending of Galus, the beginning of the gula. We hope and we pray, Mitz Hashem. That this is what we should be looking forward to in our days speedily. I want to point out a few observations and then we'll go back to the parsha and we'll speak some words as well. But first, we just want to say that this week, uh, Klal Yisrael is ending the cycle of the Daf Hayami and the cycle of Daf Hayami of Mesechta Erevin. And uh, it's interesting, last night, the, the, um, Chabura that I belong to, that's even, we have had a hiatus. When I say hiatus, I've had a hiatus, and many of the members 
because of the corona, but the shir has continued in different forms. And last night there was a siyam, and uh, it was together, 10 people, separate, all with masks. What do you do about the siyam? People that are involved with setting up, they set up individual individual uh, plates and meals, all plastic, people, wearing, people that set it up wearing gloves. Everyone was very, very makbid. I know that in America, people aren't makbid as much as they are makbid over here. But over here, we're being makbid. And I was to be at the siyam. And uh, tonight, Amir says, I'm going to make my siyam, because I still had another block that I had to finish, and do it together with my family members in Beit Shemesh. But the truth is, what I wanted to mention is like this. It's a tremendous, tremendous resurgence of people who are joining the Dafa Yomi cycles. And I think it's one of the advertisements they're having is, Call Yisrael, a Reuven Zelazeh. Call Yisrael, is a raven, playing the words of a raven Zelazeh. We're all responsible for each other. I know in the yeshiva by us, Many, many Talmudim, we have a, a Daf Yomi Shir at night. Many, many guys are joining it. And I know throughout the world, there are many, many unbelievable, new, exciting um, Rabbanim and rabbis. There's a rabbi right there, Rabbi Eli Stefanski. He's not really a rabbi, he's a balabas. But he's got a whole following of people. He's very funny. He's very uh, interesting. And I hear a lot of people are joining that Chabura. There are many, many Chaburas. And I urge, even if you have not yet started the Daf Yomi, Cycle, Rabbi said, don't wait. Join Pesachim, the starting over the Shabbos, over this weekend on Sunday. It's worthwhile to get to Adaf Yomi, to hear Adaf Yomi, and to be Mahana, be part of Mayor Shapira's great revolution. Number two, number two is that there's a book that came out this week. I know this sounds like a little advertisement. I'm not here to advertise, but I think it's such an amazing, amazing thing. A book that came out from Art Scroll. I'm waiting to get a copy of it. It's the biography on a great, great Talmud Chacham who was one of the Rabbeim and a Rosh Hashiva and Yeshiva's near Yisrael in Baltimore, Rabbi Yaakov Moshe Kalevsky, Zeichet Tzadik Lezracha, who I had a personal relationship. He was a contemporary and a colleague of my father's Olav HaShalom. They used to sit together as young children together and together with the Kalevsky family. And I know the book is an amazing, amazing book. I haven't seen it yet, but just the little clips that I saw from it and to know Rev Kolevsky was an amazing, amazing, exciting Talmud Chacham who taught cater and cater of Talmidim and Er Yisrael, a Mahalach in Lambdas. I myself was able to hear many, many times Shiurim from him, even though I didn't learn his Shir and I didn't learn the Yeshiva. But I was very close to the family. I would hear Shiurim from him. I used to speak to him in learning later on in life. He had tremendous regards for my father, Olav Shalom. My father had regards for him. Just one little quip. He was also very, very sharp. He was once speaking to a Talmud, and he asked the Talmud how it's going with Shaduch. He saw the Talmud was having a little bit of a problem. So he says, it, it, it's, it, it's still Alaish. It's still on the fire. So Rav Klefsky quipped back, says, make sure it doesn't burn, Rabbi Sai. That was a great one, one-liner that he used to, he used to love one-liners. So I urge people, if you can get this book, it's worthwhile to get the book, because it's a great, great Kiddush Hashem, able to see what a, an American-born Talmud Chacham, what he became, and how he affected uh, literally thousands and thousands of Talmidim. And today, there are many Talmidim who said, they're Talmidim of Neri Yisrael, the Talmidim of Kalevsky. Eventually, after the Rosh Hashiva Zetzal was Nifter, and then Rev Weinberg, the son-in-law of Rev uh, Ruderman, was Nifter. Yeshiva had Rev Kalevsky, became the Rosh Hashiva, even though he wasn't a family member. But it was a great Talmud Chacham, a great Paisik, 
And it's worthwhile to get to know who these people were in a book that just came out from art school. So that's number two. Okay, now that we spoke a little bit about uh, um, some, uh, what's called again, uh, events that took place in the week, an event we wanted to say over that the, this week's parasha speaks about brachas. We see that Esav comes and in the end of the day, after the whole story, Esav is crying and he wants a bracha. Esav is a Russia. What does he care about brachas? So we see that no matter what, Esav had a connection to the concept of brachas. And he recognized the the, the kayach of a bracha. And it's worthwhile to recognize that a bracha is not stam a bracha. We speak about a bracha, getting a bracha from a tamat chacham, from a tzaddik. But even from a simple yid, even the bracha of a simple person, when we just say a bracha, give a bracha to another yid, that has a tremendous effect. I saw Maisa that Reb Dov Yafe, who was the mashkiach in Kfar Chasidim, after Reb Yalapian, a great from the Talmudim, from the Chazanish, and a great Baal Musar, he used to go in his later years, in his 80s, he would still travel by bus. One time he was on the bus, and there was a woman that got on the bus, and she must have slipped and fallen, and she scraped herself, but she was, I guess, very panicky, and she started screaming and shouting, making a whole tarama out of it, and she wanted the the doc, the the um, driver, the bus driver, to take her to the hospital, said, take her to the hospital, and she's screaming. And everyone knew that really she just slipped and she had a little scrape, but there was a woman there, a from woman, who was sitting with her husband, and she saw what was going on, and she quickly, she stepped up to the plate, and she went over, and she started calming her, and, you know, giving her a little kiss on the knee, whatever it was, she made her feel comfortable, and she was able to calm down the situation. So when she went back to her seat, the Dave Yafa said, Shakurish Bohu, Yazor, should help the one that that helped the woman that fell down. And that was a bracha. And it seems that Rav Dov Yafa used to always used to say this nusach. People, he, didn't, he didn't say todah rabah. He didn't say thank you. He would say yashikoyach. yashikoyach. And he once explained why he say yashikoyach. Because the biggest thing is that when you really have a karas hatov, you want that the person that did the hatava to you the person that did the good deed to you should also get kayach. Should get extra kayach. And that's the why he uses this yasha kayach. Yasha kayach means you give kayach. It's a great, great thing just to say the words yasha kayach. We don't really what yasha kayach really mean. We have to put the intent into it. But if here he wanted to give this blessing to this woman, that this woman should make sure that what? That, uh, that this woman should understand that she should have kayach. Kadosh should help her. And it seems the husband of this woman said that afterwards, there was a in a, in a very short time, there was a period of very difficult difficulties that this woman had, and she was able to pass through it. And she always used to say that it came about because of the bracha of Reb Dov So another miser, which is unbelievable, that a, a, a woman, a non-religious woman who lived in the times of Ben Gurion, her husband was a member of the of the cabinet, and in those days, you have to realize that the. Um, the Israeli society looked up to Ben-Gurion as being a hero. And her husband, whose name was, he was the, the minister of education, was Zalman Aaron. Zalman Aaron, he, he was not from, and he always used to come over, he used to tell his wife all about how great Ben-Gurion was. Ben-Gurion, brilliant, Ben-Gurion really helps the country. Now it's interesting, they were not religious, but this woman, even though she wasn't religious, there was a meeting that she kept from her mother's home that she used to light candles on Friday night for Shabbos. And she used to pray as her mother would pray, 
She used to pray for her children. But what would she pray for her children? She would pray that her children should be like Ben-Gurion, because Ben-Gurion to her was the hero of Israeli society. And then what happened was, if you know a little bit about the history, the Chazanish and Ben-Gurion had a very famous meeting. And it seems that this minister of education was privy to what happened at that meeting. And we know that Ben-Gurion was really captivated by the Chazanish, even though the Chazanish disagreed vehemently with Ben-Gurion's position. It's a very famous episode where they got together and the Chazanish said something that ben, that Ben-Gurion took a front to, basically told him over the halacha, the halacha is that when there's, a, there's two wagons, one is filled with produce and one is empty of produce and they get to a bridge, which one gets first right of way? The one that is full. The empty one gets nothing. And the Chazanish was hinting that over here, you want to know really who has the right of way over here? It's really the Klal Yisrael with all of the Messiahs of the Torah through thousands of years, we've carried the 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 the, the burden, the wagon of Klal Yisrael with all the Torah and the mitzvahs of Maisim Bevin. Now there's a new upstart, the new Israeli society, which is empty, doesn't have anything on it. And this was the famous muscle that he gave. But it seems even though Ben-Gurion was vividly argued with the Chazanish, but he still was captivated by his personality. And this particular minister, when he came home after the meeting, he said, you know what, that Ben-Gurion really couldn't get over this Chazanish. So this woman was, I guess, a simple woman. She had a munapjuta. She said, if that's the case, so she started praying, not only that her children should be like Ben-Gurion, but her children should be also like the Chazanish. This story was set over by a grandchild who became from a whole catter of children and of grandchildren that came out of this woman. They became Bali Chuvan, they became Tamidi Chachamim. Why? Because when she would light the candles on Shabbos, she would daven for her children. Rabbi Sai, the tefillahs of a Yiddish Mamma that davens for her children. And she is, she gives a blessing. This is a lesson that we should learn from this week's parish. And parish has told us to appreciate what a brach is to give brachas, to receive brachas, to daven for other people, that people should be healthy, people should have kayach. I think this is a great lesson. We want to quickly say over to some of our favorites when it comes to this week's parasha. The parasha says, We're all familiar with it. Rivka becomes pregnant after many years of being barren. And the children are fighting, Rashi says, that when they would pass by a base, a medrash, so Yaakov Avina would run out in order to get to the base of Medrash of Yeshiva Shem Ve'ever. When they were past Ben Avodah so Esav would run out, and therefore she was not sure. She thought she had one child, and she said, what do I need this child for? And she went to ask for an understanding, and then they told her she has two children inside of her, and then she felt calmer. A very famous question that the Olam asks, that we understand why Yaakov Avina wanted to get out, because, except we understand why Yasef wanted to get out, because Yasef wanted to go to that Vodazara. Because the Gemara says, Anita, what does a person, what does a child do when it's in his mother's stomach? For the nine months that it's inside the womb, it learns with a malach. So there was a, a, a malach that was teaching the twins, the Yaakov and Yasef. So Yasef wanted to run out. He doesn't want to hear the shear. He wants to go to the base of Vodazara. He wants to go to town. He wants to go party. But Yaakov Avinu, what is he running out for? Luchaira. He is sitting with this great, great Rebbe, the Malach, that's teaching him Torah. So the Velt says over that you can have the best Rebbe in the world, but when you have a bad Chavrusa, 
the environment of the Harusa plays a big role, and Yaakov Avinu felt he had to get out of the influences of Esau. That's one pshat. The pshat we always like to say over is the terrace, which we said over, based upon a word that we heard from Reb Chaim Shmulevitz and Chetzadik Levracha, that there's a difference between a person that learns Torah in the mother's stomach and a person learns Torah when he's outside in the world. When you're in the mother's stomach, there is no Yetzirah. There are no influences. There's no kina, there's no taiva, there's no covet. But when a person comes into this world and he's surrounded by the kina, taiva, covet, which is metzinus, adam, and oilam, so then a person is, has to be amal batar, a person has to toil in tar. And we used to say over that Reb Chaim Shmulevitz said this over concerning the kasha, why is it that when we see a, a woman that's pregnant, don't we have a chiv to stand up for her? Lachar, she's carrying with her a lebedik and therefore you should stand up for the mother who's carrying a lebedik And even though the halacha is that if it's hidden, if it's in Aaron Kaidish, that you're not mechuyiv, that's only if the Aaron Kaidish is not movable. But the Aaron Kaidish is in the street and it's moving, then the halacha is you should stand up even for the seifetayra in such a respect. So the Chaim Shalom used to say over that the Torah that's done without a melus, the Torah is done without a melus, not what we stand up for. Therefore, when the child, the, the, the fetus in the mother's stomach doesn't have a melus, he gets it for free. Rabbi said it's not easy to learn Torah, but when a person learns Torah, when a person tries his utmost to finish the bath, when a person tries his utmost to keep to a chavruzah, when a person tries his utmost to be uh, and to support people that are involved with Torah, that's also part of the amelus with Torah, that you get tremendous, tremendous harm. The other terrors we say over is that the difference is that the Torah that the child learns when it's in his mother's stomach is Torah for Zich. It starts only for himself. doesn't have the ability to share it with others. While the Torah that a person comes into the world to, he has the ability to learn it and to give it over to others. I, saw, I heard a Maisel last night from Rav Zilberman that he said over that a young boy came over to him in the morning as he was going to shul and he said, Rabbi, I have a kasha. What's the kasha? He says, we ask in the, in the birchas that we say, in the birchas we say, in the birchas we say, Lumar de Lame, Lishma Velasis. He says, I'm a little boy. I'm learning in Cheda. What's the Lumar de Lame? I don't teach. I just learn. I don't have an ability to, 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 to teach. I'm not a Rebbe. I don't have a yeshiva. So Zilberstein said, Zilberstein said, Gavaldic. He says, Yes, but I see you're a bright boy. So when you're in the Cheder and there's another boy in the Cheder who doesn't have the ability to learn as quickly as you, doesn't have the grasp, if you go over to him and you say, You know what? I want to learn with you. I want to spend time with you then you also have the ability to be lomod ulalamid. So these are three answers that we gave. We want to quickly just say over two other varts, and then we're going to end off the Dvar Torah for the week. It's interesting that later on, it says that Esav um, was, and the day that Avram Avinu died, he came back, and he, he said, Halitaninam and Odom Odom he asked that he should be able to get from the Lechem Adoshim, and Yaakov Avinu buys the Bechayra for him. Now the truth is, the Torah says, Vayoychal, Vayesht, Vayokom, Vayelech, Vayivez, Esav, is the Bechayra. He ate, he drank, he got up, he left, and he was Mavazah, the Bechor. The Targum Yonatzim ben Azil says an unbelievable thing. Targum Yonatzim ben Azil says, and I know this Pesach, but he says in a different Pesachim, that Esav, on the day that Avon Avinu died, it says, so it says, he went out and he did five Averis. What were the five Averis that he did? That he did? He killed a person. It was Nimrod. 
he um, he was boil and nara marasa. He took a over an gilarais. He was also he captured, he kidnapped, he stole. He was he 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 denied the um, he denied the uh, he was kaifer batayra and he was kaifer in tchias amazing. He was kaifer tchias amazing. He did unbelievable things, and it's all hinted to in the pasuk when the pasuk says. All these different things are a Muslim over here. But the Torah only says one thing. The Torah says, Vayivez Esav was a Bukhara. Esav was Mavazad Bukhara. Bukhara did a lot more than that. Why did Torah only speak about the fact that he was Mavazad Bukhara by selling the Bukhara? Torah should have spoken about all the other things that he did. The tremendous Averis. So I saw that Rav Schwab always said over, I say over from Rav Schwab, that the truth is, what was the Mavazad of Esav Bukhara? He didn't want to do the Avoid of the Kabbalists. Avodah Zechabonis is how we have a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch And this is an amazing thing. The lesson over here is that a person could have done tremendous, tremendous Averis. Esav did tremendous Averis. But as long as he would have kept himself connected to HaKadosh Baruch he would have maybe felt remorse about what he did. He would have still had a kirva by doing the Avodah of the Kabbalists. <coughs> then there's always hope. A person can always turn it around. But the final... The, the the final dagger was Vayivez Esav as Bukhara. Esav, what did he do? He was Mavaza the Bukhara. And Mavaza Bukhara means you're Mavaza, your connection with the Kurdish And that's what we always have to remember. A lot of times, especially in the, the world that we're living in, we have children go off to Derek. We have to realize we have to do our utmost to keep them within the fold as much as we can, even if they're not doing what, what we would like them to do. But we should know that they are children of Hashem. And as long as we keep them within the camp, as long as we give them Ava, as long as we show that they're not mevaze from the bukhar, from the kirva that they can have to Hakadosh Baruch no matter what they do, it's always worth. It's always possible for them to turn themselves around. One last word. The one last word. One of my favorite words over here is that it says that Yaakov Avinu, Yaakov Avinu was each time Yosef and um, and Esav um, was each Sayid, each day at Sayid. Vayev Yitzchak is Esav kitzayid b'fiv. Yitzchak liked Esav because he had Tzayid B'piv. And Rashi brings down one of the Pshatik in Tzayid B'piv is that he tricked his father. How did he trick his father? He would say, oh, Abba, how do you take off Meiser from Tevin? How do you take off Meiser from Melach? So Yitzchak said, oh, wow, I see this, my young child is trying to be medactic in mitzvahs, trying to be very, very particular about mitzvahs. The question which I always asked, and I saw that Rav Pinkus at Salad raised it as well, is that really, it's really a silly question. Because Teven and Melach are not things which are Gedule Karka. So if they're not created from the earth, there's no Chiyav of Miser. So really it's like a, what's called a Klutz Kasha. So you could say, well, you know what, even though he's asking a Klutz Kasha, but still he's being medactic in the mitzvahs, he's trying to look for an answer. But the truth is, if my child would ask this question, I'd say, it's really not a legitimate question. So if Pinkus, that's all says, that the, when the Gemara, when the when Chazal said here, yes, how to take off Meiser, he didn't was wasn't talking t- taking off Meiser from Paris from Yerukas, he was talking about Meiser Ksafim, value, which means if a person has a certain amount of value, and items that he has, even if it's not karka, you must to take off Meiser. Now let's take a look at two items: Tevin. Tevin is a preservative. Melach is a preservative. The Tevin helps to keep the grain from spoiling. 
the melech keeps the, the salt that you can salt the meat with. So when I take a look at, let's say, a pound of salt, or take a look at a pound of tevin, I can analyze it as it markets as its market value, which is that it's just worth a certain amount, which is negligible. Because we know salt is an item which doesn't really cost a lot because there's so much salt in the world. Tevin, there's so much tevin. That doesn't really cost that much. But that's only in lieu of its of its value, of its of its value atzmi. But when we take a look at what it can perform, what it can produce. So therefore, what Asaph was saying was like this, since the value of what I can bring to the plate is, I can be the Zavulin for Klal Yisrael, because I have the ability to protect Yaakov Avinu. Therefore, I'm like the salt. And therefore, the salt is a preservative which has more value than what its real value is. And this is what, Yaakov, Yitzchuk, this is what Esav was telling Yaakov, Yitzchak. And that's why it says, Vayev Yitzchak, as Esav Kitzayid he saw a tremendous lumbness over here. That Esav really does have potential. He wants to act in the way, use his own kaychas, use his own talents for Klal Yisrael. Rabbi Yisrael, I want to wish everyone a good Shabbos. It should be a good month. And hopefully, Mitzvah Hashem, all the things we spoke about should give us chizuk. We should be zeichem it's Hashem to the Gula Shleim of Meir of Yameinu Amen Amen. Thank you for listening to this Foundation's podcast production. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.